0: Hey y'all, this is April. This is Caroline. It's this bloody happy hour. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday, your favorite day of the week. Hopefully so. Um, we have some reviews to read, but first we want to shout out South Town, South Town Supply Company. Um, we talked about them on our Tuesday episode. If you haven't heard that, stop right here and go back and listen to Tuesday's episode. Caroline brought us some good news. That knowledge. If you watch this on YouTube, me and Caroline have on the same hoodie. And it just says Waco on there. It's very vintage looking. um, And it's very comfortable. But most of all, these are made by high school kids. They're local Waco high school kids who are interested in different programs. And so they work with a nonprofit company called Triple Win with Rogue Media. And they have developed their own business, Caroline. I love it. Southtown Supply Company, they're on Instagram. Go and like them now. It's actually called Southtown Waco on Instagram. But these candles right here, they come in mason jars. They burn perfectly and evenly. I've been burning them in the evening at home. You check out these, what are these called? Coasters. Coasters. Um, They are real wood. Sanded perfectly, stained perfectly with their logo logo. This cutting board. Oh I'm a pretty walnut flavor. Flavor. Walnut, <laughs> what is this? Can you stain? Eat cutting board? <laughs> walnut stain. They make those. T-shirts and a ton of other things. So we're gonna be just highlighting some of their expertise. And if you're interested in purchasing Any of these, this hoodie, some cutting boards, some candles, some coasters. There's even cool little chalkboards that they make that we'll have another episode. You can go to their Instagram and you can message them. Or you can email Mike at RoadMediaNetwork.com and support these kids that are already working on their trade for after high school. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. Really good. I was not doing this high school at all
1: was mm. doing other things no i was busy a
0: little busy okay caroline let's read some reviews okay it's been a little bit it has so this is from this is just titled great podcast it's from um josefa hernandez j-o-s-a-f-a i'm thinking that's josefa hernandez and it says, listening on the way back to home, shout out to Matt Dixon for putting me on. Yay. Matt Dixon, number one fan, brought us a new fan. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, Josefa Hernandez.
1: Okay, I love it. This one's called Love, and it's by Undraw. Oh. Okay. Uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts on a regular basis, and this is my new favorite one of my new favorites y'all are funny I especially love Caroline's tangents <laughs> mm, those things I particularly enjoy the local stories because I can take I can picture the places in Waco and DFW as you talk about them keep doing your thing I look forward to listening to each week love y'all thank you undror, the undror. this is from ratchet robin oh gosh it's
0: titled Karen's pissing me off <laughs> These other listeners need to settle down. Your side stories are what make your podcast hilarious. As long as they're not super long, keep them in. Also, since they pointed out how much you say like, Caroline, I'm more away and you say it a lot, which never bothered me before Karen pointed it out. Karen being your mom, remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But now it does. So anyways, y'all rock. Just the way God made you. Keep doing you booze. Robin,
1: this is Robin, who knows all things, cows and horses.
0: <laughs> we said something about her. her I know,
1: but <laughs> I don't remember saying like all the time. And you know what? I'm going to say it more just for this episode. This one is Two Hearts, and it's by Anzel56. I don't know. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and just love April and Caroline's Bloody Happy Hour podcast the most.
0: Thank you, Anzel.
1: This is from
0: Nick Schwab. Nick Schwab. Nick Schwab. Oh, Ladies, please. Oh. <laughs> Three star. Did I miss this one?
1: I think this is new. <laughs> we we
0: didn't look Aside at this one. Aside from not always having smaller facts, basic facts correct, there's also the need to talk over or interrupt each other. Mostly Caroline, I believe. Definitely takes away from the flow of the story and gets annoying after a couple episodes. Nick
1: Schwab. Caroline's real ADHD. Nick Schwab. (laughs) I understand. When I listen to people, I don't want them interrupting. But sometimes I do. So, I mean, it is what it is.
0: I did not see that at all.
1: Okay. And then the... But
0: thank you for your review.
1: Yes. Keep it coming. We will take that and fix it. But what is it saying? That I interrupt while you're telling the story or you interrupt while I'm telling the story?
0: It's saying that we over t- that we over other talk. Over talk and interrupt. Mostly Caroline, I believe.
1: I'm the interrupter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go. Last one. Oh, there's another one? Yes. Oh gosh. Oh I, this one's called I'm Loving... uh J Yes. I'm loving it. J seventy. Uh, I listen to podcasts on the treadmill at five AM. I anxiously await Tuesdays and Thursdays to Listen to the latest episode. Nothing like starting the day with a little murder. April and Carolyn always keep it entertaining and interesting. I love the dirty Chad side stories and the clinking of the ice. Keep it up, ladies.
0: Thank you, J-Town. right. So, keep them coming. Yes, we're caught up. And you can send us the good and the bad. Because we've really tried to work on all the ones that, all oh, the opportunities. Yeah.
1: No, it's great.
0: Okay. So, we're going to Mississippi.
1: Let me take off my sweatshirts. My ears are getting red.
0: Do you remember being young and saying, am I crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I, when learning how to spell Mississippi? No, never.
1: I've never heard that,
0: ever. Never? No. Crooked letter? Is an S. M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. The humpback is a P.
1: That's way too much of a song <laughs> to try to spell a word.
0: Obviously, my childhood, I learned a lot of songs when learning things. I the know. New, I didn't get any. any... <sighs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to Mississippi. I a got a
1: monkey on my screen. I don't know. Okay. In a town called Cortland.
0: So this story was suggested by... My brother's now fiance, she is from Mississippi and near this area, so this was a big murder in their town. Okay, so we're going to talk about the disturbing murder of Jessica. Chandler. Oh,
1: yes, yes, bro, yes, yes, this is bad. This has been on my list
0: for a while.
1: This is a good one.
0: Um, and I was going to do a whole nother story earlier this week, and then we didn't record, so then I switched it up last minute. Uh, It's the worst. I know.
1: The struggle is real.
0: But the story needed to be told. So, this town, Cortland, Mississippi, is a very small town. Population is like 500, and everybody in this town knows everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Jessica Chambers is 19 years old at this time, we're going to 2014. Um, Her parents are Ben and Lisa Chambers. They were divorced at a young age, but they co-parented very well. They lived only a couple houses down from each other. Um, They would have family dinners all the time. Like, it was the best situation for divorced parents, right, for Jessica. Um, In high school, she was a popular girl. She was a cheerleader. She was well-liked. She was going to become a nurse, And that was her dream because she wanted to help people. But on Saturday, December 6, 2014, she would never get the opportunity to make her dream come true of becoming a nurse. Mm. Because of what I'm about to tell you right now. It's December 6, 2014. It's 8 p.m. and two men were driving down a dark road. And this road is Heron Road, I believe it was pronounced and they just happened to see a car engulfed in flames on oh. the side of the road on fire and of course they call 911 what do you, you i mean that's all you can do you call 911 I, I mean, would yeah. stick around not oh, everybody yeah. has a fire extinguisher in their truck No. sweepy does so he would be able to put Oh it
1: out. I would I mean I would call what else is supposed mm. to do Go they call 911 find a water bucket that's not going to help no it's not the firefighters come, and
0: they look in the car, and there's nobody in the car, but when they look up, they see what looks like a zombie on flames walking to them oh. with their hands out with their hands out, and they're all just like stumped and shocked for a minute, and then they soon realize it's a young woman because they see burned blonde mm-hmm. fringed hair oh. So, it's not a zombie. It's a young girl, and she had been burned. Her skin was melting away. Her hair was burned. She had nothing on but her underwear, and she could barely speak, but she was able to whisper her name. She said Jessica Tabers, but they soon realized it was Jessica Chambers. And remember, this is a small town. So everybody knows everybody. So then Jessica said, he set me on fire. He did it. So the firefighter later says, "Who? who? yeah, he was like, who did this to you, baby girl? Who did this to you? And they, some of the firefighters, and there's a lot of them there, distinctly hear Eric or Derek. Okay. Okay. But others were not sure what she said. So that's going to kind of come up, uh-huh. come back and forth throughout the story. Cole is one of the firefighters, and he knew her well. And um, him and a lot of the other firefighters had PTSD after this because it was the worst thing. Did I say it right? PTSD mm-hmm. after this. Um, worst thing that they've seen. Plus, they knew her. Some of them could not... They like quit after that, like oh, they could yeah. not be a firefighter again. He got a blanket and, and like and like took off his own jacket to cover her up um, because she was so exposed and he was like, I wanted to preserve whatever dignity that she had left. He is one that said that he did not hear a Derek or Eric. He heard her asking for water, but they couldn't give her water. No, you can't. Um, She had deep thermal burns. And they could tell a flammable liquid had been tore, poured down her throat and up her nose. So it's like, did somebody hold her down and like pour the liquid on her? Was it like a torture type thing? Those this are the things I was thinking awful. about. Oh, it's awful. Okay. So over 90% of her body was burned. So of course they rushed her to the hospital, right? Over 90% of her body was burned. And there was no coming from ba- back from this. She was in excruciating pain. The police call the dad because the dad is actually a mechanic for the sheriff department there. And um, stepmom runs down to mom's house, bangs on the door, and says, Jessica has been burned. And she'd they, been blown up. She had been a lot more than burned. She'd been literally, like, set on fire and blown up. So... When they get there, the doctors tell her there's nothing they can do but make her comfortable. So Jessica stood around, stuck around long enough to say goodbye. Her dad was able to say goodbye to her, her cousins, her stepmom. And then when her mom went in there, her mom saw her and told her, this will put a lump in your throat. throat) If you're in too much pain, it's okay to let go. It's okay. It's okay. I will get you justice is what her mom told her and then Jessica took her last oh. breath at 2:37 a.m. that morning. Oh my
1: gosh, I can't.
0: And it was like her mom later said it was like waiting f- her like she was waiting for her mom to get there. It yeah. was okay.
1: Oh my god, that's so Ugh,
0: I know. 19 that? years old. So later that day, a man was walking down the Heron Road. Um, And it was about an eighth of a mile from where the car was, which, you know, it's a small town. Mm -hmm. People know where the car was. You could probably still see the flames there. Um, He found a set of car keys. And he was like, I wonder if these belonged to Jessica Chambers' car. So he took those to the police department. And I will tell you that this story is not going to piss you off. Like the police department You know, a lot of times we'll do these stories, especially in small town, and they, like, act like they've had no training. They are DTF. Yeah. Down to find in this one. So they take these keys, and they immediately send them off for DNA samples. And they, when they're cleaning up the crime scene, they find her phone. It was kind of under the car, like it maybe fallen out and not inside Mm. of the car, but it was still very, very hot and burned, but just not totally ruined. They got a search warrant for her phone records, but I guess search warrants are really sketchy to where they were only granted records for 24 hours before her death instead of like going back further. Real weird. I know.
1: I don't know. And they
0: were only able to get phone numbers and they were only able to um, or like the name. So they weren't really able to
1: get like text messages and stuff.
0: They find a message from her friend Keisha, and Keisha's her best friend, and Keisha says that Jessica picked her up at 10.30, and she, and her, she, Jessica, and a guy named Quentin Tellis were in the car. They went to go smoke. They stopped at the store, the M&M store, which is like... The only store there, so it's like a hangout, too. People go there to meet. They go there to get gas. They go there to get their snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they drove around for about an hour, probably smoking, mm-hmm. right? And then she dropped them back off. And they stopped at the store one more time. She dropped them back off. And then Jessica came home, okay? So cameras checked out their story. Three of them were there and that was really it like they didn't really ask keisha much any more questions at that time they questioned quentin and quentin said the same thing quentin did have a record but it was no violent crimes it was like a burglary so they were like okay you know we'll just keep this over here in our back pocket yeah um her phone gps showed that about five in the evening Her phone record showed that she got a phone call at five in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, And her mom told her, said that she was at home. She had woke up from a nap. She told her mom that she was going to go get something to eat and then go wash her car and that she'll be back. So she went to a town called Batesville, which is like five minutes down the road. Um, She was back in Cortland by 630. At 6.48, she called her mom, and her mom said that this was a different phone call. Her mom said that usually there's, like, music in the background or, like, people talking. It was just real quiet and real short. And that was the phone, last phone call she would
1: make, make. from her phone?
0: Yeah, from her phone. Um. At 7.30, she... Her phone picked up at Heron Road, and there was the signal went away at eight o four p.m. because they think that the fire, uh yeah, like got to the phone and so it lost its signal. And then that's then the the nine one one caller phone call came in. Yeah, so they heard the story of the Derek and Eric, and so this. Sheriff department, they're DTF and they're like we're going to interview every Eric and every Derek every the, one of them in Cortland and surrounding cities, anywhere near, anybody that's in their phone. And um, they're like we're going to cross check their cell phone locations with Jessica's locations on the day to make sh- to see if there are any similarities. And um,
1: bad day to be named Derek or Eric. It can you imagine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Now, Jessica Chambers is this pretty blonde haired, blue eyed
1: girl. Yeah, she's super um,
0: cute. And so the town knew her, and so they were really looking into her. And I have one source that says, by this time, the FBI, the ATF, and the U.S. Marshals were working on this sh- with the Sheriff Department on this case. So maybe that's why they were so efficient. They had so much help as well. So, nothing came of the Derek and Eric searches. Like, there was nothing questionable. None of their locations were Mm -hmm. with Jessica at the time. And so, they were like, let's just go back to the cell phone. There has to be something on the cell phone. So, they get a better search warrant. And now, they're able to see the messages. So, before, they were only able to see phone numbers. Yeah. So, they could find who but they weren't able to see text messages and they found one text that came into Jessica's phone just minutes before the 911 call and the text said can't hang out tonight I got a friend coming home sweet dreams Bay." this text message is from Quentin Tillis who was the one that was in the car when riding they went and to and the m- M&M store yeah when they went to m M&M m store So they'd already interviewed him, but he had never mentioning that they were going to have plans that night. Right. Because if my, if me and you have plans and Mm. you die, the police question me, I would be like, we were supposed to have drinks. Yeah. But I had to cancel because of whatever. Right. I would put that in there. I would think. And, um, so they go and they re-interview Quentin because Quentin didn't really tell them anything. And he revealed that they did have a different relationship because the word "bay" was in there. Mm-hmm. So they were like, what is your relationship with Jessica? Yeah. Why aren't you telling us? And he was like, well, And we this guy, was sex. did he go to
1: school? Where? Did they go to school together? Or what? No, no. Well, he he, was just, I
0: think he's from Louisiana, actually. So he, he was just in just town? There. No, oh, he, he was living there. there. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: And he, so he said what?
0: So, he said, he revealed that they had slept together one time in her car, and they asked him to des- to describe what happened and where they were, and they said that he- they were at his mom's house, and his mom lives right across the street from the m and m store. They were parked in her driveway, and that they had laid the seat down, and that's where they had had sex. One of the...
1: Do they need to... Like a visual, of it? yeah. Okay. They
0: asked a visual. <laughs> they wanted to be. They
1: need t- t- all the details. <laughs> yes. Okay. And now a word from our sponsors.
0: Nine one one. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, do you mean? Could it be?
1: Um, what are we doing here, Rusty? What are we going (sighs) to (laughs) do? Yep, we're
0: doing the (laughs) King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast.
1: Yeah, so we're going to go through one episode at a time. Uh, Come along for the ride with us. Come check it out. And hey, give me give me a good um, like Dale Gribble quote to go out on. Wingo, <laughs> or, yeah, <wing-go>. <laughs> Wingo, Wingo. <laughs> All right, well join us uh, join us for uh, the uh, King of the Hill rewatch podcast. They're in the heart of Texas. That drinks his brew and he spits his chew. they in the heart of Texas. The TV players, but no one cares. they in the heart of Texas. So, um,
0: then they were like, okay, well, what did you do after you and Jessica got high and she dropped you off that day? And so Quentin's story was, well, I hung out with friends and I went to my sister's house. I drove to Batesville, Mm -hmm. which Jessica was in Batesville at some point that day too, um, And I went to Fred's dollar store because I needed to get a green dot card, which is like a credit card. card, Yeah, like a money card. Green dot card because his girlfriend was coming to visit him and he was buying her a bus ticket with that green dot card. Mm -hmm. So he took his sister's truck back and then he said he came back to Cortland, went by the M&M store and then went home and waited for his girlfriend to come visit him in town.
1: He's not cute.
0: He is not cute. He's very ugly. So, he, they checked out his story, and it was right. He was at Fred's Dollar Store at 8.15 p.m. after the 911 car. He was also on camera at the m and M store, and they also saw him in his sister's truck at his mom's house or whatever. Okay, so he's speaking the truth. truth. So, speaking the truth. So, then they move on. And they were like, well, Quentin, do you know of anybody named Derek or Eric that, you know, might know? Oh, my cousin Derek Eric. (laughs) That might know, have known Jessica. And Quentin was like, yeah, I know Derek Holmes. They had beef, actually. And so they were like, oh, Derek? Okay." Okay. They looked at Derek's record, and Derek was a sex offender.
1: Oh, hell, here we go.
0: So they went and they talked to Derek. And they were like, where were you on December 6th? And Derek was like... I was at home with my mama. I was massaging her feet. (laughs) 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 No lie.
1: Okay. what I do every evening at so Okay, Dirty Chad.
0: My mom is diabetic, and I have to massage her feet every night because of swelling and all this other stuff or whatever. Okay. So, they cross his cell phone records, and they talk to his mom and the alibi.
1: Oh she was like oh yeah he was rubbing my feet
0: rubbing my feet at this time and and so cell phone records also placed him at his mom's house so now it's like a year later nothing has happened they have no suspects um what's his name quentin has moved off Mm -hmm. and he is now in louisiana and the community is pissed, right? They have armchair investigators because this is 2014. So oh, yeah. Like the sleuths are out. Sleuths are out. Web
1: sleuths probably is where they are.
0: They're throwing out all their scenarios, and there's a $54,000 reward for her death. So people are trying to solve this, right? One scenario is her ex-boyfriend Travis, who is a black guy, so she up uh, she dated black guys. She
1: was like Courtney Kalini. she was only dating the black guys.
0: Only maybe. I don't I I just know that Travis, her ex was um was black. And so they were like Travis is a little sketch. It might have been Travis, right? Well, police had already ruled Travis out Travis. Travis doesn't sound like Derek or Eric. Nope. Police ruled out Travis. He was actually in jail at the time of the murder for burglary.
1: Oh. But Jessica. they were
0: like, well, she was fooling around with other guys. Maybe he hired somebody to murder her, like a murder-for-hire type thing, which they're giving him a lot of credit, and this is real stretch. Yeah. You know, stretching it. And there was not even phone calls to her or to anybody that would have done anything like that. So yeah. Travis was ruled out. They also blamed Dad because Dad was a mechanic at the sheriff's department before, but he did prison time for meth. He had Her dad? Her dad. Her biological dad. Okay. And so they were like, Dad might have had something to do with it. Maybe he got back in the meth game.
1: Maybe dad's name is Derek Eric.
0: Dad's name is Ben. Mm.
1: <laughs> Speaking of dad, two we got two days for the Casey Anthony. Oh,
0: okay. Oh
1: I was so wrong she's last climbing her dad. Yeah. That's <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay. They also said maybe a bad drug deal or maybe a jealous best friend, like maybe Keisha snapped on her. But you know, Jessica was a bad drug deal because Jessica was obviously a weed smoker. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that this time of her life was kind of a rough time in her life. Her brother had just got killed in a car accident. Her dad had did some time
1: for meth.
0: For meth, yeah. And um she was hanging around, not a great crowd, and that some people say that she was selling drugs.
1: Oh, okay. I remember this.
0: Yeah. So she wasn't a, she wasn't a gang member. She wasn't a total saint. She was being a teenager that was dealing with some things right now. She was 19 years old. Yeah. She didn't get time to even change her life around.
1: I mean- they also yeah. said
0: she could she could hang around some shady people and kind of be a smart mouth and just wouldn't put up with things. But yeah. I'm like sounds she sounds like a badass to me. Like she got burnt up. She got and exploded. Then she tried to name her captor and then she stood lived long enough for her family to be able to come and say their bu- goodbyes. I don't. She was a badass. I don't
1: I don't I can't imagine walk, being on fire walking around on fire. Yeah. Like a fireball.
0: Like, she was a fireball. You literally... She's a walking... A
1: walking fireball. Yeah. Zombie. Fireball. I'll be like... Naked. Just explode me. I don't want to be a walking fireball zombie.
0: So... She's... The police now, they're like, we need to go back to the cell phone records. There has to be something there. So they get with this techie guy, right? Yeah. And this analysis, technical analysis... And they cross the cell phone records, GPS cell phone records, with not just all the Derricks and Ericks. Because they're like, let's not limit ourselves with Derricks or Ericks. I mean. Maybe she did say that because it's 50-50. Some people are like, she said Derrick and Eric. Some people are like, no, I didn't hear that at all.
1: Because was her face?
0: Her f- yeah, burned up. And so yeah, later like, we'll find out. Yeah, because you can't
1: speak really a well. And
0: flammable liquid down her throat so her throat was burned her mouth was burned her tongue could have been burned so yeah
1: like just think about if you go well like you go to the dentist and get yeah you you can't numb you can't can't move. you can't talk
0: so they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket yay for this police department and so they're like we're going to cross check gps data with everybody that is in this investigation all
1: 500 people in the town no,
0: nope. not all 500, but anybody whose names come up. So with parents, with Quentin, with Keisha, with the Derricks and Erics, and mm-hmm. with anybody else that they questioned, right? Yep. So they do that. And in October 2016, so this is two years later, they find that there was one person in Batesville, that's the town that's five minutes away, at the same time as Jessica, they got there at the same time. They were driving on the same road, getting up there and coming back. They left at the same time. So they were basically like the cell phone. Cell phone was like, like this. Oh. So they you were you. They were either following each other or in the same car. Right? Oh. Guess who this person is? Derek or Eric? Quentin Tillis. Oh,
1: wow. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs>
0: Remember, he said that after they got high, she dropped him off. Yeah, he's at she the house. She dropped him off, and, like, he did his own thing, right? So he lied because oh, here we cell go. cell phone data don't lie. So they go, and they're like, let's go find Quentin Tillis, and they figure out that he is in Monroe, Louisiana, in jail for two charges.
1: What? Charges. Okay, one. and this is two years later. So he had gone back to Louisiana. He'd
0: gone back to Louisiana. He had gotten married. He was living with a <laughs> woman. He yeah. tried
1: to just do everything. He's to trying make to him live his innocent.
0: life. He had stole a credit card from a girl named Ming Ching Sao. She was a foreign exchange student at ULM, University of Louisiana, Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. And what was her name? Ming Chen Sao. Oh, okay. He withdrew $2,000 from her credit card, but the other charge was for the murder of Ming Chen Sao. She was found stabbed in her apartment 30 plus times and tortured oh, on August 8th in 2016. This is also his wedding day. I was trying to find what? out if he got, yeah, I was trying to find out if he got arrested at his wedding, but I don't think he did. So, he was in jail because he pleaded guilty to the credit card abuse, because they had found evidence on him that he had the damn receipts from Ming Chen's credit card, and he was on camera what? at Walmart with Ming Chen picking up some prescriptions for, a for like, um pain pills. Pain pills? Yeah. So, uh, he had a friend named Eric. Ah, oh, I know. Eric, who came to the police department and told the police department that Quentin confessed to slicing and dicing Ming Chen until she gave up her pin number to her credit card. Then he left her there and that's how he got the pen to withdraw $2,000 from and use the credit card or whatever. So here's an Eric. This is the first Eric we've really talked to. Yeah. And But there's no light bulb with the police like, oh, could you be the Eric that because they've really already ruled him out. Yeah. So, okay. So though that's a coincidence. As for what we know now, this Eric has nothing to do with Jessica. Right. So they go to the jail and they question him about Jessica. And they were like, can you tell us again? We're just re-interviewing everybody. What did you do with Jessica on that day? And so he was like, we went and got high. We went to the store. She dropped me off. And they were like, oh, really? Because we're calling your bullshit because we have your GPS data right here. We're in Batesville together. And we're here together, yeah, we're there together. And so he was like, Oh yeah, we did go to the Taco Bell. Oh. And forgot. she ordered her Nacho Bell Grande. Like he remember what she ordered. Mm-hmm. And um we got some food. But I didn't leave with her. My friend Big Mike came and I left with Big Mike and me and Big Mike hung out the rest of the but night. But you left
1: your phone in the car, and that's why.
0: Well, He's saying that he was in Batesville with her and they left at the same time, but he didn't live with her. Mm-hmm. He left with Big Mike. Big Mike. So maybe they were just on the same highway at the same time. Yeah, maybe. But you can't tell with the CP with the GPS data if they're in the same spots. Yeah. You can just tell they're in the same area. So we wrote I rode home with Big Mike and me and Mike um hung out, right? Okay. Let's talk to Big Mike. Let's go to Big Mike's mm-hmm. house. Come on. Big Mike. Um, so you know, Quentin tells us this, and so Big Mike was like, No, nah, bruh, I was actually at the New York Giants and Tennessee Titans game. I knew it. <laughs> oh, <and> I <laughs> Tennessee Titans game all day, all night, and I'd spent the night in Nashville, Tennessee. So there's my alibi, and they checked it all out. And so Big Mike was at a Tennessee Titans game. Oh, uh, so you wasn't with Big Mike? Yep. So then they go back to Quentin and they were like, Quentin, bro, you lied again. Not even a good lie. Not even a good lie. You didn't even call Big Mike and tell <laughs> Big Mike to lie for you. <laughs> <laughs> so now Quentin was like, oh, damn, oh. I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't Big I Mike. I was with Jessica and we did go to Batesville together and I did live with her house. I did live with her that day. No. Which one part of me is like, he is this is a, he is a not, a, he's a black guy with a record, here's this blonde girl, they're gonna find out what happened to this blonde girl so part of me is like, he is lying, the other part of me is like, um would I forget, would I forget like, oh we were at, I left with so and so this time, or I left with so and so this time, like is he a liar, is he a liar or is he forgetting, I think he's forgetting, I mean I think he's lying I think you would forget <laughs> Who you left with, or
1: at what day you were there? Well, <laughs> if I wasn't involved in something, yeah, I wouldn't know. But if yeah. it was like something like the person who I'm connected to is just exploded in a car yeah, and walked like a zombie, I would obviously remember. You'd remember your whole day just in case you got questioned? Oh, for sure. I'd have
0: to write <laughs> that show.
1: But yeah, typically I wouldn't, I'm not going to remember like three years ago what, what I was doing on January 8th at. 9 yeah. p.m. I'm yes. like, what?
0: That's scary. I used to actually put everything in my calendar because I was scared that somebody would ask me where was I and who was I with. Like, I used to journal, like not journal, but put everything in my calendar in case I needed an alibi because I know I wouldn't remember. Mm. I'm not as good a, with that right now. Quentin is like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I was with Jessica. We went to Batesville. And then we went back to my house. And we... We're in the driveway, and we hung out in the driveway, and we just talked, and we listened to music. And we, um, she left about 7 o'clock. So the police, remember, he lives across the street from the M&M store. So the M&M camera points right at his house. Oh. So they're like, actually, she did not leave your house at 7 o'clock. She didn't leave until after 7.30 and so you're lying again and so he was like oh okay well whatever i don't know i can't i don't know the exact times i just know we hung out in my car we talked we listened to music or whatever right Mm -hmm. as they go through the footage of that whole day they notice that quentin changed his clothes three times that day they saw what he was wearing at his house. They saw what he was wearing at the M&M store. And I think another time they saw him, and it was, oh, at Fred's Dollar Store, he was wearing something different. Hmm. Why are you changing all the time? So part of me is like, if he's getting high, then maybe he's taking showers and changing. The other part of me is like, what is he covering up? Mm-hmm. And this is how, jur- this is how the court case. Well, go, yeah, right? I don't want to like, know, yeah, like, like does, does he do this every day, change every day? Yeah. Every is this day? A, a normal type thing? So... Within 30 minutes of him, Jessica, leaving Quentin, she's dead. Burned alive, and according to cell phone records, she did not come into contact with anybody else. She was found burned alive two miles from his house, down Heron Road, right? So, they were like, he's a liar, he's good for this, let's get these keys, take his DNA and get these keys. Remember that uh-huh. they found on a side of road, got DNA and the DNA matches. So, he's the daddy. <laughs> you the daddy, Quentin. You the Your daddy. DNA matches. So, they get a search warrant for his phone and they see that just an hour after Jessica was killed, he deleted, which I don't know how you can see this, every message that him and Jessica corresponded. Every Sounds a little suspicious. And the contact. So your friend just died and you delete the contact and the messages?
1: That's... Mm. No.
0: I still have messages from people that I've lost. Because oh yeah, I don't know who's in them. my phone. And then if they die I'm not just going to go delete them. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Let me delete your contact. Like, <laughs> I don't who need thinks this of that?
1: Yeah. I don't need this anymore. Well, maybe it was just really organized. <laughs> Maybe he didn't like clutter. Maybe he's type A.
0: So they get a search for, so they find out that he's deleting all that stuff, right? But they also see that every text message that he sent to Jessica was very sexual. Dick pics. I'm horny. What are you going to do about it? Wow. Trying to sleep with her and she would turn him down or distract him or something. You know, like she wouldn't engage in it. Um, the only one that was even remotely respectful was that last one that I read at the beginning about. Oh, with Bay? Yeah, Bay in it. Sorry, we can't hang out, Bay. So hmm. he was charged for her murder. Okay. And he went to trial in October of 2017. Say yay. Yay. So at this trial. You probably should have
1: watched this. Trial. I know. I didn't start watching trials till like last year.
0: <laughs> so, he, after this trial, they brought out all his lies. Like, how many times they had to go and re interview him because they caught him in lies and caught him in lies, right? Yeah,
1: they but also, you know what? If you're a liar, doesn't mean
0: you're a murderer. Doesn't mean you're a murderer. And they also had their scenario of what they thought happened. Ooh, what'd they think? So, they. Took those messages and was like he obviously wanted to sleep with her and she obviously Turned him down. We think because we can put them two together in her car in his driveway, pulled up close, you know, to the shed, like to the back of the house, that he actually assaulted her in the driveway and got carried away, choked or strangled her to kill her. And he thought that he killed her, but he actually didn't kill her. Kill her. So then he's preservation mode, right? Like he's got to dispose of her. Yeah. So he drives her car to Heron Road where it was found on fire. Oh, no, it <laughs> where it was found on fire. And leaves the car there. Takes off because his sister is close to Heron's road takes off when he's taken off he runs to his sister's house right and he throws the keys on the side of the road somewhere and that's how the keys are found on the side of the road goes to his sister's house gets his sister's truck why would he throw his keys her key because they're keys to her oh car. oh 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 yeah oh,
1: yeah okay
0: i guess he doesn't have a car because he's driving everybody else's car i mean like what? so she's dead he, yeah she's supposedly dead he throws the keys on the side of the road parks the car Throws the key. She's dead in the car. She's go. He's going to his sister, and he gets his sister's truck. Okay. Then you see him and his sister's truck pulling up at his house across from the M M&M and M store because it's on video. Oh yeah. Pulls all the way back to the shed. <laughs> well, they've searched the shed, and in the shed he has a lot of gas containers. Oh, what did you do but he that? also has a bunch of dirt bikes and like four wheelers. So you need gas. So this is like coming out in court, right? Mm-hmm. He has access to gas, so he gets, they're saying that he's getting this gas and that he uh, goes back to the car, pours the gas all over her, which the seat in the car was laid back, how he described that one time when they had sex. Oh, yeah. So she's laid back in the seat. He pours it on her.
1: At this time, she's just passed out, even though he thinks he killed her. He thinks
0: she's dead, yeah. He thinks she's dead.
1: She's probably just unconscious, I guess. Unconscious,
0: right? Well, he sends himself a he sends a text to her phone. Yeah. From his phone. And I guess that was his like way of proving that he was not gonna be with her. Yeah. Throwing off the police or whatever. So then he lights the car and her on fire, drives to Batesville, because remember, he's on camera at Fred's Dollar Store at 8.15 p.m. getting the Green Dot card. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: This was his way of being on camera and having an alibi. But Batesville's five minutes down the road, so it could still be done. Yeah, he Set her on fire, do all of this in the amount of time, and still be good for it. So then he takes his sister's truck back and then goes home. That is what the prosecution? Uh-huh. That's the story that they said. But they didn't realize that she was not alive. So they think when she felt the fire, she got out of the car and took off running, but she was running the wrong she was running towards the woods and not towards the street or anywhere. Probably because she couldn't see. She was <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so that's the story, right? Mm-hmm. So the defense is in trial, and they're like, why are we even here? She named her killer. Her killer is Derek or Eric. This is Quentin. You can hold your tongue. You can cut your tongue off. Quentin will never sound like Derek. Quentin will never sound like Eric. Oh. Why are we here? <laughs> oh, shit. Prosecution brought up a doctor. A burn professional doctor, whatever that's called. And he was like, there's no way she could speak intelligibly, like appropriately with the wounds and the burns and the trauma that she had gone through, plus the trauma down her throat. So she could not have... She might it might have sounded like Derek, but she very well could have been saying something else.
1: Yeah, like (laughs) Quentin,
0: or they were saying like Tellus. She could have been she could have tried to say Tellus, but couldn't say the T. So uh, us, and maybe they heard Eric because that's Quentin's last name is Tellus. Oh, either way,
1: I thought you meant Tellus. Like okay,
0: Quentin Tellus was his last name. Yeah, so.
1: Oh. They try
0: to bring somebody on the stand to try to, like, get that reasonable doubt out of people's minds. Mm-hmm. But what got me on this part is they knew that she said Jessica Chambers. They knew that she said he set me on fire. He did it. They knew that she said, I am wa- I want water. I'm thirsty. I want water. Right? Yeah. All that she, they heard. So you just misheard Derek or Eric? I don't know. So that's the only thing that's the only thing that would make me have a reasonable doubt if I was in the jury and obviously other people in the jury thought so too.
1: Oh no, because
0: they went and deliberated and I tried to find out for how long they deliberated. But when they came back, they find him not guilty of capital murder. (laughs) But first the, the judge is like, has everybody made a unanimous decision and the foreman was like yes okay and he goes okay and some random juror was like i didn't oh i don't agree and so the judge was like wait what do you mean he what? goes i don't think he's not guilty i think he's guilty so the juror the the judge <sighs> was like go back into the <laughs> chambers meow, 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 meow. and blown up Everybody, do you know the definition of unanimous? Unanimous means like they were—they did not understand the rules.
1: Oh, what they jury said. instructions?
0: Yes. Even though they are said over and over and over and over and over. They did not understand. I guess they thought it was like majority wins. <laughs> I don't know. So they go back and they deliberate for another hour and a half and they're deadlocked and they come back and the trial was hung. Oh, hell.
1: That's the worst.
0: That's the worst. Granted a mistrial.
1: They go back to
0: trial September of 2018. Deadlocked again. (laughs) So luckily, Quentin's in jail. Still. In Louisiana for For the credit card thing. Ming sung. Yep. But... He's also waiting trial for the murder of Ming Chin. Yeah. And there could possibly be a third trial for the Jessica Chambers.
1: Possibly. Possibly. Don't get me all excited.
0: Yeah. So on October 22nd, 2022, so just the other day, he was supposed to stand trial for Ming Chin. But that witness, Eric, who came and said Mm -hmm. that Quentin confessed, He's now saying that the police coerced him and bribed him to say that. So now there's no evidence that he was there for the murder, that he was just has the credit card. And he may not go on trial for Ming Chin's murder. And as of right now, so on November 2nd, the indictment for the murder was dismissed. And I don't know if that means dismissed indefinitely for Ming Chen or if that is like until we're not going to do anything until he serves his full sentence for the credit card abuse, which is like 10 or 15 years. So as of right now, the prosecution for the Jessica Chambers has not set a new trial date and they have not said whether they are going to go back to court for the third time to get her justice.
1: I'm going to need them to come up with some new evidence. We
0: need some new evidence. Yeah. Because it'll be the same thing.
1: It, yeah. They like you can you got you got to have some new evidence.
0: They even took the trial f- I think it was like 4 or 5 hours outside of
1: to get the prejudice or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um and then I believe it was a year and a half ago Jessica Chambers mom died. So she is not she will not be here if there is a third trial even though she promised justice
1: oh In the that worst uh,
0: that is the worst
1: I i wasn't sure if there was an update i've heard this story a long long time ago mm-hmm. and i knew this girl got burned on fire and she was walking and it was awful it was awful 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 so there's a couple
0: documentaries that one's called burned alive i think that's on investigation discovery and then there's the the um disappearance it's a five part no unspeakable crimes the killing of jessica chambers there's a podcast on it and oxygen did a podcast on it and then oxygen did a actual documentary five parts and it's so much more information but i tried to get all the good stuff and wrap it up in a nice little bow in an, an under an hour for you guys so yes. mississippi people i hope i did your big time your one of your major murders in your towns mm. some justice
1: terrible it is terrible um speaking of a new trial
0: okay oh
1: you Austin. know Austin Haruf, I just saw and I sent it to you, is going to trial uh, starting this week, I believe It's said Monday, and that's the guy who you did the story on. It the was College uh, Cannibal. College Cannibal it was an episode like sixty three or something. I posted it where he thought um, he was a dog. Yes, he, he, ate he the neighbor. drank the bleach or whatever, yeah. and like went crazy. I don't know. Like I don't know. Opening statements start on Monday morning. That's,
0: oh my goodness,
1: that's, but
0: there's no jury. Four days ago. So it's basically <laughs> the judge is going to make the ruling. Is that what happens when there's no jury?
1: I don't know. It says bench trial, no jury. I don't know what that means. Well, you should be the pro. I should be. I've never watched a bench trial, so I this don't will know be my first. I don't know what to think about
0: that. Like, I think e- it's a sad story either way. Like, he's either going to be in jail, which I don't know if that's his appropriate place. I do think he should probably be in a mental institution. I know. It's just so sad that – oh, it's just sad. I think it's also sad that Quentin Tillis could be free when his sentence is up if we don't go to back to trial for Jessica Chambers and if they don't try for Ming Chin. He could go free.
1: Wait, do you think he did it? Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, And the fact that they couldn't – there's not one other good suspect – and you'd have to like have a real crazy
1: I scenario, mean, yeah, to, think to he do did that.
0: Now, could he have had help? Yeah. They did say that um, his sister, whose truck he got, has a tattoo of Derek on her arm. So who's Derek? Then he has that friend named Eric. And so, could there be a possibility that somebody else helped him? Maybe. <sighs>
1: Why didn't she just say Quentin?
0: What if it wasn't Quentin?
1: I don't know. And that's what
0: people are saying. If she could say Derek and Eric, if she could say I'm thirsty, if she could say water. I know. Why didn't she say Quentin did this to me?
1: I don't know. I I know. I don't know what I would say, guilty or not guilty. I'd have to hear all this stuff.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, y'all that is it that was a
1: good one good stuff good stuff good
0: stuff stuff. we will see y'all next week for another story
1: keep updated Um, we're gonna we you know oh and
0: it's gonna be December
1: oh my gosh is it is it November 27th it is
0: yeah it's gonna be December by the time we do our next story so we need to figure out do we want to recognize any holidays or do we want to keep doing what we're doing
1: oh like do themes yeah I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Y'all go rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. Follow us. Instagram, Facebook. Those are the best places to follow us. Yeah.
0: We drank on some Trulys today. If you want to buy a round for next week, you can Venmo at Bloody Happy Hour.
1: Or Cash App. Or Cash App. Bloody Happy Hour.
0: Dollar Sum. Dollar Sum Bloody
1: Happy Hour. Rate, review, subscribe.
0: Yeah. And don't forget to
1: stay aware,
0: stay alive and always
1: be DTF
0: just like Mississippi. the Mississippi Police Department.
1: Department and the Moscow Police Department cuz they are DTF. Bye y'all. Okay.